If you could see what I once was If you could go with me Back to where I started from Then I know you would see Take your Bibles to Romans 8.28. I'm going to preach on a phrase which is completely out of context and uh, hermeneutically, uh, homiletically wrong. Uh, it's just wrong. It's not, but I'm going to, uh, this phrase, most of you know Romans 8.28. Most of you know it. We, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are, are the call according to the purpose. I mean, we quote that over and over again, but that's, I'm a, the, the verse, I, I kept going over that in my mind a few weeks ago. But the phrases kept sticking out to me was work together for good. Work together for good. Now, I'm not going to preach the traditional message on this would be that no matter what comes in your life, if you're, if you're called according to God's purpose, you're dedicated to him, whatever happens, God's going to work it out for his good. Even being crucified upside down. That was Peter's worked out for his good. Um, you know, I mean, whatever may happen, God's going to work it out for the kingdom of God's good, which will end up being for your good. But it may not seem good at the moment. I'm not going to preach on that. We've, that's well-worn ground, and we've gone over that many times. But that, that whole phrase, work together for good, I've been meditating on this. Even though this passage that I mentioned to you about, that would not be the normal way you would preach this. But that phrase... Um, Jesus talks about unity. Uh, in, in Matthew 12, 25, he says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city and house divided against itself shall not stand. Now, I've done enough marriage counseling to tell you <clears throat> that what ruins a home is division. Unity doesn't ruin a home. Division ruins a home. So whatever causes division, you got to get away from it. You got to beat it. You got to get away. You cannot. You cannot have a continual dripping. You have to stop the dripping. If you have something that irritates you, you have to figure out how to undo that irritation. Somehow, some way, you got to get over it. Amen. I mean, you got to get over it. And so, <clears throat> unity and division, the whole subject of unity and division. The general principle that Jesus brings up is true, whether it's an organization, a business, a marriage, a family, a city, or a country. If a country is divided against itself, <clears throat> I can guarantee you this, that America someday will fall. We're too divided to stay together. A kingdom divided against itself will fall. It's just when we don't know. It happened to the Roman Empire. It happened to Babylon. It happened to the Medes and Persians. It happened to Alexander the Great, and it happened to the four generals that followed him. It happened to every great kingdom that ever came up. They eventually got so divided that they fell. 
you and I at Gospel Baptist here will not remain together or remain as a cohesive force for the kingdom of God if we get divided from each other. We just have to look out and be warned by Jesus that we must stay as workers together for good. Somehow or another, we need to stay as workers together for good. Obviously, Satan knows what Jesus said to be true also, right? I believe that's why he tries so hard to separate the local Bible believers from each other, the God-fearing, soul-winning, sinner-seeking fundamental churches. If we're united, we're literally indestructible. If we're united, we are unstoppable. If we're united, we are a danger to the kingdom of darkness. But if we get divided, we become harmless almost to his cause. In fact, if we get divided from each other, we serve and aid and abet the kingdom of darkness. How many divided churches have given a completely horrible testimony of Jesus Christ to the lost world? Amen? I mean, we become weak and anemic, powerless. The Holy Spirit's grieved, quenched. We become a bad testimony to the lost world, and ultimately the Holy Spirit writes above those churches that are divided, Ichabod, the glory, has been departed. They don't even know it. Like Saul, they may not even know the Holy Spirit's already left him gone. And he's given them over to division. My, God forbid that would happen. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to study about organization and unity. You say, where is that? When Proverbs it says that we're supposed to study the ant, take your book, to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 8. Proverbs chapter 6, 6 through 8. He says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, be wise, which having no guide or overseer or ruler, provideth her meat in summer and gathers her food in the harvest. We're to consider her ways and be wise. The word consider means to ponder, means to meditate, means to go over. What can we learn from the ant It'll help us. Well, we have a wonderful aunt here in Florida. Didn't used to have him, by the way. Didn't used to have this aunt. It's called the fire ant. Fire ant. You have fire ant in Ohio? You don't? You, you, you other people from Ohio, you have a fire ant? You're ruining this whole sermon. I hope you know that. No. <clears throat> I went to Alaska, and they got the fire ant. How could you miss it? How'd you Ohioans miss that? The fire ant made it to Alaska. How did he make it to Alaska? The pipeline. The oil pipeline's warm, and it can't, obviously, the fire ant can't take a freezing in the winter, so it followed that Alaska pipeline all the way up into Alaska. They were advertising when my wife and I were up there against these fire ants. These things will sting you. And I thought, boy, welcome. Somebody shoot? If that happens anymore, let me know. Well, let me, I've been meditating a little bit about the ant. Most of you here in Florida know that a fire ant mound, what it looks like, big old pound, um, a pile of sand, because that's what we have. And uh, 
for chapel one time, I took all the kids out to the soccer field where we had a big old pile of sand. And I said, this is a fire ant mound. Now they knew that. And I gathered them around a circle around the fire ant mound. And I said, I took a board and I took a board and I wiped that fire ant mound out. I just pushed all the sand over there. And I, I said, now, now tomorrow we're going to come back. We went back in. And the next day we went back out. And guess what? That mound of sand was back. One 24-hour period, tens of thousands of grains of sand. Tens of thousands of grains of sand had been very neatly repacked back into place. Each ant knows what he is supposed to do. And so should you. I'm going to do a little comparison here between fire ants and gospel Baptists. Or fire ants in any local church. It says compare, it says be wise, study them, ponder them. So I'm going to give you a couple things that I've meditated on. You may already know them, but it's good to be refreshed. Number one, each ant has a purpose. You ought to have a purpose. Man, you ought not to just show up on Sunday, you know, do God a favor, put some money in the, in the plate and go home and live your own life. God forbid, you don't have a purpose. You're part of our mound. You're part of the mound of Gospel Baptist Church. You're part of our mound. I never, kind of, I never referred to the church like that, but I thought it may be a good idea. You're, you have a purpose. I don't know what it is. If you don't know what your purpose is, you're taking away from the general good of the mound. Because the fire ant knows his purpose. I can tell you one thing. Every one of them little fire ants in there, how many fire ants are there in a mound? 30,000, 50,000? I, I, I found a, a my Troy, Troy and I found an old 13-foot alligator in Okeechobee. He'd been hit by a boat, and he'd been there about three days. He was floating. His, his flesh was sloughing off of him. And I had the bright idea of cutting his head off. We did. I brought him home, and I uh, put him in a fire ant mound. His head, I still got a skill. The thing's not about that big. A 13-foot gator. Head that wide, big teeth. Had all the teeth in it. Skin was sloughing off, but he still had the connective tissue on him. And I gave them to, a, I had a group of fire ants uh, camping out beside my house, like you do. And I put them in that fire ant mound, and I thought, and they buried that thing. They got a mound over the top of that thing. It looked like a superstructure. It was the Super Bowl. And it, they got over that thing about, ended up being about two and a half feet in a circle, maybe three foot in circumference. And they, I let them have it for a long time. I don't remember how long, but I eventually went over there very precariously and dug around in there with a stick. And sure enough, I could feel something in there. Well, of course, they didn't like that. And by the way, they had they gotten busy. And they had a lot of kids since I put that in there. And I took that thing out of there, and there was at least three times more fire ants in that mound than there had been before. And they all hated the fact I was taking their sweet thing away from them, and they, they came after me, so I killed them all. <clears throat> I think you should have a good meal before execution. And so they cleaned that old skull. Beautiful. I mean, every little piece of flesh and connective tissue was gone. I put it in bleach for two weeks, put it out in the sun for two weeks, and that thing is bleached white. The bone's nice and white, and teeth are all nice and white. They look better than my teeth. 
and I use that for an object lesson in school once in a while. But each one of those fire ants has a purpose. Each one of those fire ants has a job. I think you need to find out what your purpose is in the local church. You need to, you say, well, I don't know what it is. Well, you come to uh, Pastor Lytell. He'll begin to pray with you. We'll team, we'll tag team it. That's what we'll do. We'll tag team it. We'll, We'll go into God and say, God, what is the purpose for this person to be a gospel Baptist? God, help us. And I'm going to tell you what. That's like going to your mom and dad and asking kids asking to clean the room up. They're going to help you. I, and you come to God and say, I want to do something for you. God's going to show you, brother. It's going to come up. Or to my left here on the walls, like one way to go. It's not the only way, but it's one way. Find your purpose. And, and another thing I learned about ants is not all jobs are the same. We don't all do the same job, and ants don't do all. Some of those fire ants are big. They're bigger than the other ones. And they don't go around and pick the sand up and rebuild the mound. They go out there to try to kill the invader. That's their job. You know, guards or whatever they are. They got different different jobs. You got a queen. They got food that you can feed them. Amdro. They say it kills. What it happens is they take it to the queen and they share it with her. She dies, and consequently, they can't breed. And if they can't breed, they all eventually, in about six weeks, they say they all die off. My experience is they just move over in about half strength. So you got to put more on there, then they move over in about another half strength, and you got to put more on there, and they move over in another half strength. If you keep following all that stuff for about a year or two, <laughs> you, you, will, you will have finally killed the last dog in the fire ant mound. I mean, you know, these are tough old birds. But not all jobs are the same. I thank God for the diversity of the body of Christ. I don't have to go into 1 Corinthians chapter you know, 12 and 14 and tell you the diversity of the body, the diversity of us. Some, there, you know, there's feet in the gospel. There, there's feet in the body of Christ. There's hands in the body of Christ. There's eyes in the body of Christ. There's tongues in the body of Christ. There's hair in the body of Christ. There's all kinds of skin in the body of Christ. I mean, we have all, it's compared to the body, uh, the body, a human body. And, we have, and the eye don't say to the foot, I don't have need of you, though I have seen members say to other members, we don't need you. And that's not true. Every one of you are needed. Every one of you has a function. But boy, I'm telling you, you need to find out what it is. You need to find out what that function is and and do it. That would be like the ant. Each one of those ants will take his grain of sand that he's assigned to, and he'll put it where he's supposed to put it. Now, the Bible says they don't have a ruler. So I I don't hear well, even though I put my ear down to a fire ant mound, I don't hear anybody calling out any orders. Hey, that's not your sand. Give that to the other guy. I don't hear that. But I, I do. They come out of there. They just begin to flood out of that thing. And immediately, some of them begin to grab sand and bring it over and back. And say, now, how did that? Now, you people are builders. You built some stuff. You've, it wouldn't be easy to build one of those mounds. And they know where to put those pieces of sand. They've been trained. Every one of the, everybody in the body of Christ ought to know where to put his piece of sand. You ought to know. You ought to find out your purpose Learn your purpose, get good at your purpose, and then fulfill your purpose in the body of Christ. You didn't just get saved to go to heaven, though you may have thought that at the beginning. But you actually got saved so that you could be part of a local Bible-believing church, which is God's method for reaching the lost and for missions and for doing good unto all men. And it's, it's this 
kind of body that is 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 been for over two thousand years chosen by God to do that. I've had people not like the local church. I'll say, well, then you don't like what Jesus died for. You don't like God's choice in his organization. You don't like God's choice in his method. Let me tell you, pastors are called of God. Deacons are called of God. It's God's way of doing things. I'm not going to fight it, brother. I'm going to be a cooperative ant. I want to go with it. I'm going to take my grain of sand. By the way, your grain of sand, your job in the local church may seem little. Just like picking up a grain of sand would seem little. This one grain of sand, go back and get another one. 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 It may seem like, what am I doing? I'm just, I'm barely contributing to the local church, you know. Maybe I'm in the nursery and take care of little babies. I love you. Um, maybe, maybe you take the trash out. I love you. Maybe you paint. I really love you. Maybe you go around here and pick trash out. Maybe you help help fix the toilets. Maybe you go out and visit. Maybe you do one of the ministries or some old 20 outreach ministries we've got. Maybe you're on one of them. Maybe you sing in the choir. Maybe you lead the choir. Maybe you play the piano. Maybe you play the organ. Maybe you, maybe you take, you know, brother, sister, whatever you do, sometimes to you may seem like nobody appreciates it and there's little, but the ant, he doesn't need a bunch of that. He just does what he's supposed to do. We need to be that way. They don't need praise. They don't need somebody giving them a, a participation award. Uh, they, they, do, they don't need a trophy. They don't need a plaque. Though we may do that, and we, we choose to do that, and it's out of love. But we, you don't need to have any of that. You don't need that. Oh, you're doing it for Jesus. You know what's going on. You don't need participation trophy. You don't need recognition. Why? Because you understand the cause. Is there not a cause? Is there not a lost and dying world that is going to spend eternity in hell if they don't trust Jesus? That's as burning today as a need as it was when Peter was told to go out in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It is just as burning today as it was back then. We are here with a purpose to preach the gospel to every creature and to build up the ant colony. We're to make ants, educate ants, give ants a purpose, train them, encourage them, feed them, and get the job done. Let's do the job. Let's stay united together. And the Bible says they don't need much management. I know what that's like. We have a Christian school. We have seven full-time teachers in the Christian school. I've been minister of the Christian school now for 25 years, going on 26 years. Chris Powell was the administrator uh, before me, and he handed it over to me. And in the 25-plus years that I've been doing that, it's the easiest, most pleasurable group of people to be with. Is those teachers? It's easy to manage. They're not. In fact, I always tell them, you guys don't even need management. I, I think they do, but they at least need to know I'm there. But I mean, they show up. They do their job. They study. They teach the curriculum. 
They give the tests. They take the grades. They give out the report cards. They, they, they do what they're supposed to do at the end of the year. Guess what? The kids get educated. And what a wonderful, that's the way the local, man, the local, you know, I've had people that didn't know me find out I was a, a pastor, you know, and they would they'd say, oh, preacher, being a, being a pastor is so hard. Are you kidding? It's the greatest joy you ever had in your whole life, kick your heels together, run around the room for a group of people that are right with God. It's really pleasure. It's a pleasure to be a pastor. It's a privilege to be a pastor. It's an honor to be a pastor. If you folks will do what God has given you to do and find your purpose and be united together, we can have fun doing this. Actually fun to see people get right with God and to see people get saved, to see people join, to see people get baptized. It's great. Just like our school experience has been. I've had people come to me and say, oh, you know, if you hate somebody, don't kill them. Just tell them to start a Christian school. That came from Bob Jones III. I know it can be that way. If you get a bunch of rowdy ants, undisciplined rebel ants, it makes you hate life. But each picks up the grain of sand, puts it where it's supposed to do. Each accomplishes their job. Each, each ant works steadily, tirelessly to fulfill their call. They all work together for good. They reconstruct their mound. They save the family. They preserve their children. They bring food in. They secure their future. And they propagate their species. Woo! That's what it's all about. They just do what God has given them to do. Nothing ultra special, nothing crazy, nothing showy, nothing that other ants don't do. They just do their jobs, complete their purpose, contribute to the whole. Do you know the goal of a Christian is to live a quiet, peaceable life? You wouldn't know that from some groups. You would think that you have to live a on the edge of emotional breakdown kind of life. The Christian life is supposed to be steady, supposed to be a day-by-day -day life, supposed to be a quiet and peaceable life. That's like the ant. He's out there just doing his job tonight, trying to invade your house. My mother one time said, there's something biting me in bed. I went over her house, opened the garage. She had 50,000 fire ants in her garage and invading. She was, they were getting in her bed. They were going to eat her and carry her into the mound. I'm serious about that. I went and got truly Nolan. He got over there and says, man, if you don't do something by these fire ants, they literally will come in to your home and eat you. I said, truly? <laughs> Nolan? We are to work together for good. Maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, Christian school teacher, bus worker, nursery worker, trustee, deacon, pastor, secretary, junior church teacher, assistant pastor, youth pastor, financial worker, pianist, organist, choir director, usher, janitor, deacon, whatever, uh, aftercare person, whatever it is, work together for good. I believe in the 38 years I've been at the gospel here, we've been a peaceable group of ants.
we've been a, a group of a group of ants that have just been quietly going about what we know is right to do. We know there's a cause. We understand there's a God, and we just want to do what He wants us to do, little by little. And it has been little by little. God has built the mound and blessed the mound. We just work together for good. We pick up our grain of sand, put us where it's supposed to be. We don't have time for bickering. We don't have time for fighting. Those are energy wasters. We don't have time to worry about what people think about us. You know, that ant over there has a, you know, one leg that's, I mean, we don't have time for all that. I get a kick out of fire ants. If you kill a bunch of them, rather than the hurt to mound, they take all the dead bodies, just put them out, put them outside. I'm the only one laughing here. That bothers me. They take all the dead bodies and they just put them outside. They get them out of the way. Let the dead bury the dead. I mean, they're not going to let even those dead comrades bother them. They just take all those little dead bodies and they put them all on the outside. How many have seen that? Raise your hand. Come on, I feel alone. Yeah, you've seen that. I've killed fire ants every way possible. Gasoline, diesel, bithin, acid, bleach, and they're winning. Right now they're plotting where I live. They're plotting on how to take me over. What else does a fire ant have? Determination. We need to be determined. We're going to win this thing. We're not. We're more than conquerors for him that loved us. We're not going to lose this thing. You know, the liberals think we're going to lose this thing. They think they're going to win. They're not going to win. Folks, we're not going to lose. Your generation, Bryson, not going to lose. Uh, my, my grandson's generation, they're not going to lose. We're going to win. For if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Oh. I don't know the song, but there's a song, we're on the winning side. We are on the winning side. Now we don't go around beating our chest because we're, we got a job to do. Take your grain of sand, put it where it's supposed to go. Do your job. Do. By the way, there's another thing about ants. There's no lazy ants. There's no, there's no room for lazy ants. If you're a lazy ant, I think your body's found outside, pushed over to the side. Ants don't put up with anything that detracts from the mound. If it detracts from the mound, they get rid of it. And because the purpose and the cause is too great, it's too important to let a few of those ants ruin it for all of them. They don't let it happen. They have a determination. By the way, they have a loyalty. They're loyal unto death, aren't they? I was out there laying sod in my yard when I first moved in into, uh, oh, I forgot my address there. It was in uh, San Carlos Park, uh, 18566 Rosewood Road, San Carlos Park, 33912. 
I don't live there anymore. I lived there 18 years. And I was laying sod. And all of a sudden, I felt something about this high. Like I was on fire. Like somebody lit a match on me. But it was this high. And I'm, I got neighbors. I got no trees or any bushes out at that time. I took my pants off. Brother, I, pop, I, I just stripped right out in the... I didn't care who was watching. I had fire ants from my foot all the way up to both... And, and well, as I was, I was laying aside, I didn't pay attention, but they were making their way up my leg, not stinging me. Oh, no. Now, there were literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fire ants on me. Not one of them made the mistake of acting on his own. They were waiting for the call. Because if one of them had stung me down here, I would have said, ooh, I got something on me, and I'd have, I'd have been able to go like that, you know, and get them, maybe just raise my pants. They want to see my legs there. You've never seen anything that white as one of my legs. You have to have sunglasses on, I'd raise my, my legs. If I put my sock down there, probably you have a white owl. But I'm going to tell you, I got that, and I took them off there. But no, no. Oh, no. They waited. They got all the way up here. And then something happened. Each one of them looked at each other and say, <laughs> Boom! Man, oh, man, folks, I was running around calling for my wife to help me. She don't want to help me because she don't want to get stung. She's trying to brush them off. They're getting on her hands, stinging her. Now they're stinging everything. Oh, you can learn. In an ant mound, there's authority. It's not chaos. Somehow or another, there's some sort of a thing that they got. They, they know what they're doing. Know what, know how to, they got a purpose. They got a call. They're trained, they're educated, they're efficient, they're loyal, they're, they're um, self-sacrificing, even unto death, and they're obedient. And they will do what needs to be done for the mound's sake. That's what Paul said when he said he laid his life down for those folks. And honestly, that's what I've tried to do, is lay my life down for you. This is not about Bill Lytell. It's not about my life. It's not about Kathy Lytell. We don't have a life outside of the mound. I don't have a life outside of the mound. You pick up your grain. You do what you're supposed to do. You get another one. You do this your whole life. Ant retirement is not real good. But you work together for good. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse one says, We then was workers together with him. Beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. What he's saying there is use it or lose it. You've been given the grace of God, you've been saved, you've been allowed to know who Jesus is, your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Use it. Don't sit back and passively 
get the benefits of the mound without contributing what you're ever, whatever God tells you to do, contribute something to the mound that it thrives and that it lives and that it is able to reach out. Because what do ants do? They forage. Ants forage. They go out. I don't know the circle of foraging of an ant mound, but I bet it's big, brother. One guy told me from Truly Nolan that he said, you do not understand how big an ant mound is. He said, that thing that you see on top, that's the birthing chamber. He said, but that thing goes down. He made out, honestly, like they've surrounded me. My whole house, my whole yard, they got like things and sub chambers and antechambers and and he made out like they were the, he made out like they were indestructible. I thought maybe you ought to quit the bug business. Cuz you're just too negative. But he said, "Oh, you don't understand. They're so smart when you put some poison on them that they actually will read that that's poison and avoid it." I said, "Man, you're making them better than I am now." First Corinthians chapter 15, 58 says, Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. What we're doing here is not for nothing. It's for something. It's good. In Mark chapter 9, verse 41, For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. There's all kinds of promises in the Bible for faithful hands, faithful workers. Uh, you may do it. You may not get much praise this side. You may not get your picture in the uh, in the montages. You may not. You may not get any. In, but brother, by the grace of God, God's recording everything you've done and all that you've contributed to the mound, which, by the way, is His mound and that He bought with His blood. And you don't have to worry one night. You don't have to lose any sleep about not being recognized because God Himself will not let one cup of cold water go without recognition. And eventual reward. You believe that? You believe it? I believe it. I believe it. We got too many ants running around doing their own thing. Chaos ensues. A new ant mound on every corner. This is North Carolina I'm describing. Ants stealing members from other ants. Ants leaving the mound, going to the beach, fishing, playing, sleeping. Mound suffers, is reduced. Many, many lost ants die without hope. But the Bible says we're to be workers together for good. I'm going to say one more illustration, I'll stop. When I built my house, my second house, I used a, a chemical that they put under the slab called premise. I purchased the chemical, read about the chemical, and then I had a guy put it on. I used to put in my first house I built in 1980, I put a beautiful thing called Chloridane. Now, Chloridane has a 20-year half-life, and 20 years is half as strong, and it will kill everything, mice, cats, dogs, everything. There will, you will never have termite trouble. Trouble is, it kills us too. So they thought maybe that was not a good idea. So they came up with, they don't allow Chloridane anymore, it's all banned goes into the water system, you drink it, it's bad for you. And but now they allow this premise. So the premise only has a five-year life. After five years, it's worthless. But you buy this stuff and put it on. You know what it does? It doesn't even kill the ant. 
coronated man, the ant went upside down, went like this. It was over. Uh, but but chlor but premise, all premise does, Doc, is disorient the ant. And he can't find his way home. That's all it does. Guy told me it just disorients them and they can't find their way home. Can't find their way home, the mound dies. Because if they don't do their job, the mound dies. Think of that. How do churches die? It's when we get disoriented. The devil is making a concerted effort to try to get you disoriented off of where God has called you to be and called you to do. Get you insulted off of it. Get you offended off of it. He'll just don't care. He just wants to somehow get you so discouraged about what he's called you to do that you'll just let it go and then the mound will suffer and ultimately the loss will suffer. Premise does a tremendous job of the termite. A termite loses his way home. He can't find his way home. I'll tell you, working together for good. This may sound like a real surface message, but this is probably one of the more deeper messages I preach. It will save your marriage. I love marriages who have what I call upspiral. They work together for good. My wife and I are working for each other, constantly working for each other. I am constantly thinking of the good and praising it. Kathy, it'd be good to say amen anytime. Let me try that again. I am working together in our marriage for good all the time. Man, I'll tell you what. Till today. I really, can I see faults in people? If you want to know what your faults are, come ask me, I'll tell you. But man, I see faults in everybody. If you're around real close to anybody for any time at all, you start seeing this fault, that fault, this fault, that fault. You concentrate on the faults, that's that down spiral. And that'll cause death. Death is what? Separation. You can take the word death and put the word separation there. It'll fit. Hell is death, which is separation from God for all eternity. Physical death is separation of your soul and your body. And so death is really separation. And so you, your marriage will die if you, if you start. But what, what, I, I, I find things in my wife to criticize, but I, I, I ignore them and go for the good. I go for the good. Once in a while, she'll come up to me and she says, you're a good man. It's all private now. but uh, I wouldn't mind her sharing it publicly, but she probably won't. She'll say, you know, you're a good maintenance man. I say, oh, thank you. She'll say to me, she'll say, you know, Bill, you're a good plumber. I'll say, thank you. She'll say, Bill, you take care of the house well. I say, thank you. Thank you. She'll say, Bill, one thing about my wife is she is continually and constantly encouraging me to be united together. And we've had a happy run of it. 47 beautiful years. Well, 
45 beautiful years. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you, it's a better way to live. It's a better way to live. Look for the good, praise it. I know sometimes you got to deal with problems. It's real. But you'll save friendships this way. You'll save your job this way. You'll save your local church this way. And by the way, at the end of the whole thing, and I'm done with this, you'll save the sinner. You know the sinner out there tonight that has no idea what's going on in the world. He's completely confused. He is despondent, and he's fearing of death. He knows somebody is going to face somebody. don't know who, what, why, where, when. Did you know he is depending on us? to be united, to be like that ant mound, so that we can get to him. And then when we get to him, we actually got some credibility. We actually got some credibility. That Jesus said it this way, all men will know you're my disciples if you do what? Love one another. That's the credibility right there. The unsaved comes in here, or saved, newly saved comes in here, and they look and see that you love each other, and like Hal Moore, love those old boys, and how those old boys love, and they see that, and they go, man, that's what I want. I desperately have to have it. Marriages that are in trouble see it, and they say, let's, let's change the way we're doing, and instead of ripping each other all the time and, and tearing this thing down, let's build this thing up. It's a better way to live. It's a glorious way to live. Every morning you go out and look and go, I get to do another day. Father, help us tonight. Help us, help us, help us. May we simply do that which we're called to do with all our heart, not as unto men, but as unto the Lord. Not, not looking for praise, but doing it because we know you've asked us to do it and knowing that our work in the Lord is not in vain. Father, help us be faithful ants. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.